welcome to Grandpa Hill's Stories. I am Grandpa Hill for my children, my grandchildren, and all children. What you're about to hear really happened to me. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Welcome to Grandpa Hill's True Stories. This is a story for my children, my grandchildren, and all children. This story took place, I think I was probably about 11. Uh, like 12 or I might be 12, I don't know. I don't remember yet. If I remember later, I'll fix it. So that would be 1967. Yes, you are left. You all, wait, is that the date? That's when I was 10 years old. Oh. And it was going to be a very special night. You want to know what night it was going to be? What? They used to call it where I grew up in Michigan. Northport, no, that was where I vacationed. It was Rochester, Michigan. At 2130 Livernoy. Uh, and it was a night. It was a very special, but not a very nice night. It was called Devil's Night. On Devil's Night, there would be devils. They weren't really devils, but the young children in like the mountains. No, there would be young children that would go out at night. And they would do bad things to people's places. Like they might put wax on their windows or soap. They might put eggs on their car. They might put toilet paper in the trees. They might do all kinds of strange and terrible things on Devil's Night. It was kind of like a little nickname for going out and playing pranks doing things that weren't nice to other people and trying to get away with it. So they called it Devil's Night. And guess where I was on Devil's Night? What? Safe in my house. Safe in your house. Because I wasn't supposed to well, go out. Well, yeah, yeah, and you were I wasn't. I wasn't supposed to go out and do no, any of those No, you slept. And I was sleeping in my house on Devil's Night. And sometimes my older brother... He might go out on Devil's Night, and he might do something. He might get caught, and he might do something that he shouldn't have done. But this time, the next day after Devil's Night, is Halloween. On Halloween morning, somebody had done a prank. And it was very, very unusual. In fact, I don't know if it's ever been done ever before anywhere. In the morning, it is all dewy and foggy. Can't see very far. And there is, in my front yard, there is a sign, a for sale sign for a house. But we weren't selling our house. Someone put a for sale sign right in our front yard. Like we were going to be for sale. But that for sale sign was put into the ground. You know how they put signs in the ground? And there was a little circle of rope around that one leg of the sign. 
that was in the ground and attached to that little circle of rope was a dog. It was a leash for a dog. A little dog about that high. And it was black and white. It was a terrier. And we didn't even see the dog because it was foggy. We didn't see the dog until we got all the way out to the front yard. It's a big front yard. You had to go all the way out to the road where the sign was. And there was a dog. And guess what it was doing? <laughs> and then when we came in to see it, it kept going. <laughs> now when we would pet it, and it just keep barking. And we're thinking, what, what are we going to call this dog? We thought we'd call her Barky. Yeah. And somebody in the house didn't like that. So it became Sparky. Because he's like a little spark plug. He's going pop, 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 pop. He's always barking. But it's a fun little buck. And he's not like biting and stuff like that. He's just a little dog. He loved to play with us. So, that was the very first day. And my dad had a rule. Because we were never allowed to keep the pets yeah. that came around the house. Strays and stuff. And this one had obviously been stolen from somebody and left at our house. Beautiful dog. Black and white. I think they called it a star terrier or a fox terrier or something like that. Happy little dog. So here comes the problem. We got to get rid of the dog. How do we get rid of the dog? We have to go and run an ad in the newspaper. There's no Facebook back then, no cell phones, none of that stuff. We run an ad in the newspaper and it says, Lost Dog. And then we give our phone number. And then they'd call us and come and see the dog. And if it was their dog and the dog went to it because they owned the dog, then that was fine. Then we would give the dog to the person. Sometimes the person, if they truly lost the dog, they might even give us a reward, okay, some money or something. But we would always give the dog away. But in this case, nobody answered the ad. So a week later, we got to keep Sparky. And he became the family dog. He became a beloved dog to my dad. My dad loved that little Sparky. He could come in the house. He could come in the car. He could come in everywhere. And one day, I'm just going to tell you a couple nice things that we used to do with Sparky. Uncle Jerry and I used to go to bed with Sparky. And we would have Sparky come and lay down in between us in the big bed. And he would just cuddle up there and we would pet him and stuff. But he wasn't supposed to be there. And my dad would come down the hall and he'd open the door and he'd say, have you seen Sparky? And we'd say, no. Oh, we'd act like we were asleep. And we'd go, uh. And then he'd come back and open the door again. And he'd say, Sparky. And little old Sparky's head would pop right up on the blankets. You'd see the blankets sticking up. Because he really loved my dad, too. So if he called Sparky, he'd start whining and he'd want to get out of the covers and go see my dad. Sparky would run in the woods. He'd chase squirrels. 
We thought he would be a good squirrel chasing dog so we could go hunting with him. But he was just little and he didn't like to be out in the cold too much. But my dad would take him down to get out to go out to the bathroom, you know, outside. He'd take him, set him down. He'd be all shivery and shaky because his hair was short and it was cold in Michigan. But he really loved that dog. We had a lot of fun with Spark and we took care of it. But then we didn't have him very long, maybe about two years. And then something happened one day. First of all, Sparky had a friend. His friend was a St. Bernard. You ever see a St. Bernard? They're a big dog. Sparky's a little dog. But they liked each other. They'd lick each other. They'd bark, 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 and play around. Happy, happy, happy. One day, I don't remember the name of the friend. We'll just call the friend Rosie. One day, Rosie the St. Bernard had puppies. Something you don't know about dogs, especially when they have puppies. If I come up to the St. Bernard, I could be friends with that St. Bernard forever. But when she has puppies and I come up to her and I go to touch the puppies, she might not like that. She might growl at me and make me stay away. Because she tries to protect the puppies, just like your mother would try to protect you or your father would. But did you protect your dog? No, I wasn't with the dog. We got up in the morning and Sparky wasn't outside. We left, we left him out in the morning, and he would usually run around a little bit, and he'd go to the bathroom and visit his friends and come back home. Well, this time, he went all the way down the Livernoy Road. He found Rosie, and he went to say hello to Rosie, and Rosie didn't like it. So Rosie opened her big mouth, put it right over Sparky, closed her big mouth, and threw Sparky about 20 feet. And Sparky died. Well, we probably should tell more about it because we asked. Yeah, we learned. Then you come and get Sparky. Yeah, and then we had to bury him. But the thing was, was that we had no idea. We were not prepared for such a beautiful and happy dog to die. But we weren't mad either. We were sad about ourselves because we probably should have had him chained or, or on a leash. But nothing ever happened to Sparky. All the people in the neighborhood, they liked Sparky. He didn't bother anybody. He didn't go in the trash. He didn't scare the little kids. Like if he came up to a little kid like uh, Levi, he'd just walk up and start licking him a little bit and go, <laughs> and Levi would want to play with him. He was a really nice dog. But he also didn't know any better. And a lot of times, little dogs have a problem. They think they're big. They think they're just as big as the big dog. And they fight and play just like they're each other. But they do get hurt. And in this case, Rosie had always played with them. They'd always been friends. And now all of a sudden, he got chomped. Why did Rosie do it? Even though they were friends? Ah. Rosie did it because Rosie had a bigger, more important thing to do. In her mind, she's taking care of her pups. 
She doesn't want anything to get to the pups. It wouldn't matter who you were. You didn't mess with the pups. So she thought for even one second that the pups might get bit or might get played with too rough. Boom. Like if I came up to Rosie, she would have attacked me too. But I'm a big person. She wouldn't care how big or small they were. Not a rat, not a sparky, nothing would bother her pups. <coughs> so that's my story. Did Sparky die? Yeah, Sparky did die. Why would you take care of him? If you tell the dog, if you, uh, if you tell like a dog, he's not going to, you aren't going to hurt the puppies, well, they're not attack you. Maybe, because the dog can hear your tone of your voice. But if you just say, I'm not going to hurt your puppies, then the dog might relax. But one of the first things you always do is you pet the mother dog first. And then you find out if she's okay, if she's feeling like you're okay. Then you say, then you can talk to her. Can I pet your puppies? You just keep touching her and petting her. Because they, because they can get real. If they get, if they sense that the puppies are in trouble, they're going to, they're going to attack. All right. Yeah, he couldn't talk, but he also he remembered what I said about him when we got him. He never changed. Spark, 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 spark. Always barking. Little bark. Like, like the Vandenberg dog. Always barking. A little guy. Yeah. <laughs> Marshmallow. Discord. Mmm, Sparky died. Yeah. That was very sad. He did die. Did Grandpa cry? Grandpa cried lots of times when sad things happened. But not this time. Do you think Sparky's friend wanted to kill him? No, Gord. Were you listening? But St. Bernard just wanted to keep her puppies safe. She was protecting the pups. But Specky wouldn't hurt puppies. He was a good dog. Everybody knew he was a good dog. You heard, Grandpa. He said, Mama dogs get very protective. They might even attack their owners. If the dog thinks anything is a threat, they will act fiercely to protect their pups. Okay. Oh, yes, he did. He went to bed with Grandpa and his brother Jerry. He, he played with other dogs. He chased squirrels and, and got to ride in the car and learn tricks. I think Sparky should have been protected. He had so much freedom and he ended up getting killed. I think he should have been kept uh, on a leash. All the time, like dogs are raised today. You might be right. Sparky probably had no idea why he was bit. If he had been leashed and taken for a walk, he might have lived a long dog life. Or maybe he could have a fence around the property to keep him in and safe. Yes, a fence. A fence would be good. Mm -hmm. Yes, a big fence in a big yard 
with lots of space to play and adventure in. Hmm. That might have worked if Sparky would stay inside the fence. Did you know Grandpa had fences too? Fences for him when he was a boy, and even now when he's an old grandpa. Really? I thought Grandpa didn't like fences, leashes, or rules that take away his freedom. Grandpa's fences ha had a special name. Grandpa calls them boundaries. They are sort of like fences. They keep him safe. Uh, that's great. Maybe that's why Grandpa has so much fun and excitement, love, and such a huge and happy family. Marshmallow? Yes, Gorf? Uh, where did Grandpa get his boundaries? They seem very helpful. He is so curious, smart, and good, but not very careful. And boundaries probably have been very useful for him. Well, he got his boundaries from his mom and dad. Uh, where did his mom and dad get the boundaries? Did they get them at Walmart or Lowe's? Oh, no, Garb. <laughs> his mom and dad didn't have a Walmart or a Lowe's. Uh, then, then did his parents get the boundaries from a hardware store? Garf, his parents got the boundaries for Grandpa from Grandpa's grandparents and from the church they went to and from the Bible and... Uh, I think they got it. The boundaries that keep Grandpa safe and happy and that keep his children safe and happy and that keep his grandchildren safe and happy come from God. That's it, Gorf. Now let's go play. We will stay within the bounties and have fun. And we will fish in a pipe and jump in the trees mm -hmm. and ride bikes and build dams oh, yes. and eat popcorn. Popcorn. And hamburgers and, and smoke chimes and sausages and garlic toast and muffins and pancakes and Grandpa Richmond's maple syrup. I like God's boundaries. I do too. Uh, if the boundaries are so good, uh, 